there's no way you're going to stay down because the mission is what drives you. The mission is what picks you up. When you have no direction, the mission is what compels you. When you think life is finished with you, the mission is what urges you to keep going through the tough times because you know, they're coming. Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, the show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm AC Cristales, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to join me for another episode of the Mission Driven Podcast. Now that I've gotten episode one out of the way, which honestly was a tough process for me because as the saying goes, the start is what stops most people. You know, we live in a time where people say they're gonna do something, people boast that they're gonna do something. You know, they post it on Instagram, they post it on Twitter, they put it on Facebook, but when it's time for action, they never get started. You know, when it's time to put in the work, where they at? You know what I'm saying? Or to be more grammatically correct, because I am an educated individual, right? You know, I'm working on the doctorate, so come on, AC. You know, you, you ought to be able to say it a little bit more properly. But what I mean by that is that people are saying all these things, but when it's time to put these words into action, people don't do that. See, I actually tweeted something last week, and what I tweeted was, don't simply say that you can do it, show that you can do it. Because again, a lot of people, they talk about what they're going to do. They talk about what they want to do. But let me tell you something. In all my years, I've never met anybody and I've never read about anybody who succeeded simply because they said they were going to do something. There was always effort, work, grind, discipline that broke down doors and helped people succeed. So let me say it again. It's your work, it's your effort, it's your grind, it's your discipline, and not just your words that are going to help you get to where you want to go. Man, I'm excited for episode two because today I'm going to use some dialogue scenes and quotes from one of my favorite movies ever, Rocky. Yeah, you know, yo, Adrian, I did it. That's enough. I'm sorry. That's enough of my Rocky Balboa impersonations for now. So today, I'm going to dive into two specific scenes from Rocky 1 and discuss how those scenes taught me the power to endure, not only as a leader, but also as an individual chasing after his dream. Do I have any dream chasers out there listening? Is there anybody out there right now who has a goal or has been pursuing a goal for months, maybe even years? And so now, because so much time has passed, you're wondering, when is it going to happen for me? Anybody out there feel that way? Let me be honest. I feel your pain. If you're out there and you're, you know, raising your hand, you're in your car and somebody's probably looking at you weird because you're like, yo, that's me. I feel your pain. I'm with you. You know, I had a conversation yesterday with a friend and they told me that it seemed like my speaking career was going well. And I agree. You know, I, I, I was like, yeah, for sure. It is going well because doors are opening up and doors have opened for me. But I also told my friend there was more. There was more that I was going after. And so I didn't want them to think that I wasn't grateful, but I also didn't want them to think that I was comfortable where I'm at. Because see, the vision that I received when I started this pursuit of this dream is not what I'm currently seeing right now. What I mean by that is that, think about this, you know, you, you've seen the mountaintop. So the mountaintop is the pinnacle of where you wanna go. But maybe where you're at right now is not the mountaintop. You're in that valley, you're at the bottom, or you're, you're mid-climb, and you're, and you're thinking, man, how, how much more? How much more do I have to do to get to that 
pinnacle? How much more do I have to go to get to that mountaintop? Like, man, I've been in this valley for years. I've been in this valley for months. And how much more is it going to take? Now, I want you to understand that what I'm saying right now is that I'm not in a bad spot. I'm simply saying it's not the spot that I've seen that I can get to. And more importantly, that I believe I will get to. And so in order for me to get to that mountaintop, I know it's going to take endurance. And in order for you to get from point A to point B, where you want to go, it's going to take endurance. And so that's why I want to focus today on endurance. And check this out. Maybe you're in a situation where you find yourself and it's cool. You know, you're in a place and it's fine. It's cool. It's all good. But it's only for the moment. Deep down inside, you know, it's only for the moment. Deep down inside, you know, hey, this job is just paying the bills. Or this relationship, you know what? It's just keeping me company for right now. It's putting a smile on my face. But deep down inside, you know, man, this is, this is not where I want to get to. This is not where I want to spend the rest of my life. This is not where I'm hoping to get to. Because essentially, this is not the destination for me. Because I know that there's more. You know there's more. But part of getting to a destination is not always knowing what you will encounter on the journey. Because seriously, you know, there's, there's times where you're like, okay, I know if I take this route, it's going to be a smooth ride. And the reality is when you're going after a goal, that's not how things work. You know, we want a smooth ride, but it doesn't always work like that when we're going after our goals and dreams. Because in that journey of getting to our destination, we're going to encounter some potholes. We're going to paddle some detours, maybe a flat tire. Maybe we're driving down, you know, a country road and the GPS goes out and our phone loses signal. And maybe all of a sudden, especially in Texas, this is how it works in Texas. I don't know where you're listening, but in Texas, this is how it rolls. This is how it goes, right? One day it's sunny or, you know, it's sunny in the morning. And like 30 minutes later, man, like you have thunderstorms. And again, you couldn't control that. And the worst for me is, is, is this, it's the traffic. I mean, seriously, have you, have you ever taken a trip and you're like, look, if I just leave at this time, I know I'm going to beat traffic. And so you get to that day and you leave at that specific time. But guess what? Traffic. <laughs> because the reality is that there are certain circumstances that are out of your control. And that's how it is going after a dream. There's certain things that you can't control. And so you need endurance. And trust me, I've, I've learned that. You know, I've learned it the hard way because impatience is one of my biggest weaknesses. You know, I'm impatient. I want it now, but it doesn't work that way. So what about you? I know you want something bad. You know, you want something bad. You want your goal. You want to accomplish certain things, but do you have the patience for it? I know you want that ideal job. You want that ideal partner. You want that ideal house, but do you have the patience and can you withstand the delays, the timing that maybe goes beyond your time frame, can you do that? I know you want to crush goals. I know you want to accomplish dreams, but can you stand the rain? Like New Edition. You know, I, just, I just went New Edition on you, right? I mean, can you stand the rain? Because the reality is that I know that I'm repeating myself, but it's so important that you understand that there's certain things that you can't control. Now, notice this. I emphasize audacious. Audacious goals, big goals, huge goals, because small goals, for the most part, you can crush those. Anybody can crush those. For example, if I say I'm not going to eat a Kit Kat for a day, bam, that's easy. I can do that. 
For one day, I would do my best to stay away from Target, Walmart, 7-Eleven, or that sweet office lady who always has candy in her office, and bam, no Kit Kat for a day. But if I say I'm going to remove chocolate completely from my life now, that's audacious. That's a big goal for me because I love chocolate. I'm a sweet person. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's big because, look, again, I understand. I understand that I love chocolate. I understand that it's a weakness for me. And so maybe I can make it one week without Kit Kat, maybe even a month. But Halloween comes around and it's coming. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I'm telling you, that storm of chocolate hits my life, and man, I may tear up a whole bag of Kit Kats. And so let's tie it to your goal. You can make it one week, right? Okay, you understand one week? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, Rome was built in the day, I understand that. You understand one month, man, one month, okay, it's all good. This is all part of the ground, all part of the process. But then that month turns into a year, and those years turn into a decade. Can you still withstand the rain, can you still withstand the delay to your dream? Man, you really got to think about it then. That's why it's key to know this. It's key to know that we choose our goals, but we can't always choose the conditions or circumstances that arise because of our pursuit of our goals. So can you stand the rain? Can you still pursue your goal when your life is flooded by thunderstorms and there doesn't seem like there's an end in sight? Can you still remain loyal when rain keeps pouring down and your vision gets blurry? When you started your pursuit and you knew what you wanted to do, but now the storms of life have hit and guess what? You don't know how you're gonna make it now. You don't even know if it's in the cards for you to make it. You don't even know if it's, you're even gonna get close to what you envisioned at the beginning. Can you stand the rain? Man, I may have to change this title to Can You Stand Rain? Seriously, I keep saying that. Like, I don't know. I must have been on some new edition kick today or something. But I'm, I'm not. I promise you. I promise this is not going to change to a Can You Stand the Rain? New edition podcast. Maybe for a future podcast, but, but not right now. Man, but let, let's get into Rocky One because um, I love Rocky One. You know, in the scenes that I'm going to refer to that I'm going to connect to my life and hopefully will empower you as you continue on your journey are two powerful scenes for me and you're going to see why but before i get into that i want to play about 30 to 40 seconds from the official trailer to provide you some context of the movie just in case you haven't seen it in a while or god forbid you've never seen it at all and if you've never seen it at all please stream it immediately like right now well not right now but you know after you listen to this podcast here we go rocky you believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. He's every man who ever settled for something less. Well, I'm not crying, Nick! At least you had a crime. He's the man who never had a chance until now. Rocky. His whole life was a million to one shot. So if I was to say what Rocky One was about, in one sentence, it would be this. Rocky One is essentially about a journeyman boxer who received a once in a lifetime shot to fight the heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed. A journeyman boxer is someone who's been a boxer for years and has some skill, but is not really championship caliber and therefore hasn't really been successful with regard to the matrix by which most sport fans measure success. And that is, has this person ever become a champion? Has this person ever, you know, received that accolade where they're the best at what they do? Now, in the trailer, we just heard the narrator say 
he's the man who's never had a chance until now. And what's great about this movie is that Rocky is this guy, right, who's been boxing for years, but who has never been a champion. In fact, if you watch the movie or you've seen the movie, you realize that there's a point in the movie where he's become sort of a joke, right? He's become sort of a guy who this guy's never going to make it. And he finally gets that shot. And I believe that he received that shot because he endured. Seeing to endure means two things. The first thing it means is to remain. Example. When people have given up on the dream and you're still standing, you've remained faithful to your dream, that means you've endured. When friends and family have told you to give up on something, but you've kept going, that means you've remained, you've endured. Now, to endure also means to suffer patiently. Aha, suffer, a word a majority of people don't like to talk about, don't like to say, but let me tell you something. To accomplish big goals and big dreams, you're going to have to suffer. I don't know how much you're gonna have to suffer, but you're going to have to suffer. You're gonna have to suffer the reality of disappointment. You're gonna have to suffer the sting of rejection. You're gonna have to suffer setbacks. But if you endure, man, imagine the great things that could happen. And that's what Rocky's all about. This guy endured. And to be honest, this isn't a review of the movie, although it is awesome and you better watch it if you haven't seen it. But I believe that the reason that this story and this movie still resonates even after 40 years it's been more than 40 years since it's been made is because the writer and star of this movie, Sylvester Stallone, he endured just like Rocky. He endured just like the character he created. I read this article in the New York Times and it talked about how Stallone was an actor who only turned to writing this movie. The only reason he started writing this movie was because he couldn't get any good acting jobs. He was frustrated, but here's the thing. Let's go back to that mountaintop example I gave a little bit ago. He knew he wanted to be in show business. He knew the mountaintop was, I want to be successful in show business. But where he found himself at was in a valley because he wasn't getting any good acting jobs. And so, again, he was frustrated, but he didn't quit on that dream of making it in show business. He kept at it. And so he, he adapted. He, he, he changed his approach. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to write a movie. I'm going to write a movie about a movie that I can star in. And so that's what he did. And he wrote a couple of screenplays, you know, mostly for TV. And then guess what happened? He kept at it. And he was inspired by a moment. Remember last podcast when I told you that life is about moments and experiences? Well, this is the moment that inspires Sylvester Stallone. He was watching a championship fight between Muhammad Ali and a journeyman boxer, Chuck Webner. Stallone said that he saw that fight and he said to himself, man, how many people have broken dreams? I mean, let's talk about broken dreams. Let's talk about people who sit on the curb looking at their dreams go down the drain. He thought about that. In fact, he thought about that for a whole month. I don't want you to think that he saw that fight and the next day he wrote the screenplay. He saw that fight and for a whole month he thought about people and how they sit on the curb and look at their dreams go down the drain. I'm sure you know people like that. And maybe you're like that right now. You know, you're listening to this podcast because you're trying to find some inspiration. Because you want to know that, man, I don't want my dreams to go down the drain. But I don't know what else to do. So for a whole month he thought about that. But he didn't write it. He didn't write anything. He was inspired to write about 
you know, a journeyman boxer, you know, fighting the heavyweight champion. But it took him 10 months before he actually started writing. Because again, the thing that stops most people is to start. You have that dream, you have that vision, you have that goal, you, want, you have that business plan, you want to start a business, but it's one thing to want to do it, it's another thing to start it. And the thing that stops most people is to start. So 10 months, not writing. So he's got the dream, he's got the vision, he's got the goal, but he's not writing. But when he started, oh man, when he started, he wrote Rocky in three and a half days. In fact, in this article, Stallone said that he used to get up at 6 a.m. and he would write all day with a pen too. I, I like that this, you know, this. <laughs> I like that this New York Times article, you know, made sure it highlighted that he was writing with a big pen, you know, because nowadays, you know, it's all, you know, our laptops and computers. But he was going old school, writing with a pen, right, and getting up at 6 a.m. and writing because again, it's about the grind. It's about the effort. It's about the work. It's not just about him saying, hey, you know what? I got this great movie idea. There's this great screenplay inside me. No, it's not about that. It's about putting action into fulfilling the dream. And guess what? Hollywood loved the script. But they weren't in love with Stallone. They wanted a bigger name. But what I love about the story is that Stallone stayed faithful and he endured. And what I mean by Stallone stayed faithful was that he, when he wrote this movie, he was determined and dead set that he was going to star in this movie. And so even though Hollywood said, hey, we want the script, but we don't want you, he endured. He stayed committed to, hey, I'm going to star in this movie. They even offered him $265,000 and he still didn't sell the script because he wanted to star in it. How many of y'all would be like, nah, I'm good. I don't want $265,000. Yo, if I got a phone call right now and said, look, I got a check for $265,000, it'd be hard for me to refuse that, seriously. And so that's crazy that he did it, but there's more behind that story because Stallone was pretty much broke. In this article, he talked about how he had $106 in the bank and he had a wife who supported him, but she was pregnant. So I'm telling you, she, she had to be worried she had to be stressed out because she's carrying a baby and she understands that her husband is not making as much money to support him to support her to support the baby because he talked about how he couldn't pay the rent he even talked about his dog starving and so imagine two hundred sixty-five thousand dollar offer and he still said no it got to the point where he even had to sell his dog buckus he sold his dog buckus to a guy that was loitering outside a 7-Eleven store. Now I have to bring that up because I can guarantee you that on Sylvester Stallone's journey to success plan, I guarantee you he never wrote down, number three, I'm gonna sell my dog. I guarantee you that was never part of the plan. And here's why. Look, I wasn't a dog lover growing up, and not because I hated dogs, but because I just never had dogs. And the reason I didn't have dogs was because my mom wasn't about dogs. But now I'm, I'm kinda am. Yeah, I'm kind of about dogs. You got to blame that on my daughter. Now I see the bond that people have with their dogs. And so I want to connect that to what I imagine Stallone was feeling when he had to sell his dog. I can just imagine Stallone being heartbroken at the fact that he had to sell his dog. But here's the thing. He didn't have to. He didn't. 
He could have just taken that $265,000. But again, he was committed to his dream. He was committed to his mission. And his mission was like, I'm going to star in this movie. And I have to tell you something about me. When I was 32 years old and I left my position as an assistant principal, I didn't have to do that. There's no way. In fact, people called me foolish. People called me stupid. People said that, you know what, you're done because you're just going to have to start all over. When it doesn't work, when you don't make it, guess what? You're going to have to start all over. And right now, you're on the right trajectory. Right now, you're on the right path. You're on the right journey. Next year, you could become principal. Five years from now, you could become a director. 10, 15 years from now, you could become an assistant superintendent. And lo and behold, 20 years from now, you're a superintendent. But you're gonna just going to give that up? You don't have to. But you know why I did? Because there was a mission. And so, yeah, I, I gave up that position. I gave up that title. I gave up that salary to pursue something. Now, I never had to sell a dog, but I did have to go through my retirement funds. I did have to go through moments where, you know, I'm like, man, how am I going to make it financially? But here I am because it's all about endurance. So Stallone was sticking to his guns. Nah, $265,000. Nah, that's not going to work. But you know what Hollywood did? Hollywood executives went up. They went up to $360,000 and he still refused because he wanted to play Rocky. Talk about commitment, talk about suffering. I mean, this guy had to sell his pet, but he did so because he strongly believed in his dream. How much do you believe in your dream? I mean, do you believe enough to suffer? Do you believe enough to suffer a loss? Do you believe enough to know that on this journey, you may lose some friends? On this journey, you may find out there's the people who once supported you don't support you anymore. <laughs> and check this out. Stallone said no to this money and stuck to his guns even after rejections, even after starring in movies that flopped. He didn't say no after he succeeded. It's easy to say no once you've succeeded, once you've tasted success, because success tends to breed more success because it breeds confidence. But to say no, after you've seen things fail and flop, I mean, think about it. People on the outside looking in would be like, yo, why are you saying no? Like everything else you've tried, it hasn't worked. You might as well just take that money and be happy. You ever heard that before? Like seriously, just, just settle for that. Like you've been alone for 15 years. Like seriously, just take that one guy who's paid attention to you or take that one woman who finally finds you attractive or finally finds you funny. Like just settle. And Stallone didn't want to settle because he was committed to starring in that movie. And so he was going to endure. And guess what? The producers finally agreed to let Stallone make the movie and star in it. He received his once in a lifetime shot and it came because of endurance. He remained faithful to his dream. He stayed steadfast to his commitment. Now, I'd like to tell you that it was smooth sailing from there. You know, making the movie was smooth sailing, but it never is. Chasing big dreams, it's never easy. I wanted to tell you about Stallone and Rocky because I believe that their lives parallel each other. You know, these are both men who endured Right, they stayed committed to a goal that they had. You know, Rocky was a journeyman boxer, and I guarantee you, he wanted to to be the best, at least be the best that he could be. And then, you know, Stallone wanted to be successful in, in terms of show business, and it it took years for them to finally receive that shot. And when they received the shot, 
you know, I'm sure that they received backlash because that's how it goes. You know, just because you received an opportunity of a lifetime doesn't mean that the red carpet's going to be rolled out for you. And so one of the scenes that I'm about to play is a scene. Let me, I want to just want to set it up. It's a scene where Rocky, it's the night before Rocky is scheduled to fight Apollo Creed and he can't sleep because it's the big day, right? It's the night before the big day. It's the night before his once in a lifetime opportunity. And so he's nervous, he's scared. And he decides to go to the arena where the fight's gonna be held at. And at the arena, this happens. Rocky, what brings you here tonight? Mr. Jurgens, the post is wrong. What do you mean? Well, I'm wearing white pants with a red stripe. It doesn't really matter, does it? I'm sure you're going to give us a great show. Try to get some rest, kid. Good night. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Man, I'm one of those people that I, I can connect most of my life situations or most of my conversations to a movie or a music lyric or something that I read, like seriously, like, I don't know, maybe it's annoying to some people, like, you know, you'll say something and I'll be like, oh, this is from this movie, or hey, remember this from this TV show or whatever, and so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to choose movies and music, you know, in relation to, you know, empowerment and leadership, because, I mean, there's just so many nuggets out there, I mean, you know, and and especially for me, you know, I, I try, I really like to look in deep into situations and really, you know, want it connected to my life. And that, because I think that's the higher, one of the highest levels of, of, of learning and thinking is applying information to your life. I mean, you can understand it, you can comprehend, you know, a lot of information, but that doesn't mean you really understand it. But when you apply it and you analyze it, that takes it to a whole nother level, you know? And so I remember seeing this scene and I remember how I connected it to my life. About four years ago, I spoke at a conference in El Paso, Texas. It was probably one of my first conference presentations. And I remember I was going to give a workshop at this bilingual conference and I was excited. You know, every, every opportunity that I get to present excites me. And this one being one of the first ones, you know, again, I was excited. And so I get to the, the, you know, the convention center where we're gonna present, and then I get to the room where the workshop was gonna be held at, and I see the poster for the session, for my session. And guess what? My name is misspelled. <laughs> and I have to be honest, when I saw that, it, 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 it ticked me off. I mean, it, it upset me a little because, you know, I'm like, man, you know, they can't get my name right? Like, seriously. And, automatically I start thinking they wouldn't do that to like Tony Robbins. They wouldn't do that to Eric Thomas. They wouldn't do that to Bad Bunny. You know, they wouldn't do that to these people. And I get it. Maybe, you know, to them, I'm small time. And I'm sure they were probably thinking, well, who is this guy? It really doesn't matter. You know, we misspelled his name. It's, it's whatever. But it stunned me. And so I know how Rocky felt. In the scene that you just heard, he got to the location where the fight was going to be held at. He saw Apollo Creed's poster and he saw his poster and he said, hey, 
those trunks right there, the color of those trunks are wrong. I'm not wearing those colors. And the guy was like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Man, I mean, uh, just being belittled like that, that hurts. That, that hurts. And so in this scene, Rocky gets hurt. It, it's more than just trunks being the wrong color. It's more than just names not being spelled correctly. It's more than that to me. It's more how others' beliefs and opinions of us can damage us and make us doubt ourselves if we allow them to. I mean, if you believe someone perceives you as being inadequate, that's going to sting and that's going to affect you. And maybe even have you questioning, man, am I even supposed to be here? I'm sure Rocky, you know, again, he's already nervous and he goes to this arena he goes to this location where the fight's going to be held and he sees those posters and he sees apollo creed being treated you know like he's the king and he sees him being treated like he's a popper and he's like yo should i even be here and that's kind of how i felt like seriously like i'm traveled from dallas all the way to el paso and my name's misspelled and again don't be like oh my gosh it's just your name like get over it no it's not that it's not just about the name being bespelled. It's about your journey to get to that place because you know you've put in the work. You know the blood, the sweat, the tears. You know the time. You know the rejections. You know the setbacks. You know the detours. And you finally get to that spot. You finally get to a place where you're going to share your gift and people are like, nah, it's no big deal. I mean, imagine being super excited about your first big break or imagine being excited about an accomplishment, an opportunity, an opportunity of your lifetime and somebody basically dismisses it. I felt that way. There have been times where I have been super excited about a gig, super excited about a presentation that I'm going to do. And I've told people and they're like, cool. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Like, can you tell me more? Like, please? Like, seriously, can you show some excitement? But you know what those experiences have taught me? They've taught me two things. Number one, don't expect everybody to support you on your journey. Because just because you can see where you're wanting to go, that doesn't mean that they can. So many times people don't have the same excitement as you because they don't see the big picture like you do. So don't expect everybody to be happy about where you're at in your journey. Number two, be careful who you share your accomplishments with. Be careful who you share your dreams with because some people, instead of cheering for you and encouraging you, guess what? They're going to want to belittle you and they're going to want to dismiss you. And they're going to want to make what you're doing seem like it's no big deal. But deep down inside, you know, you know it's a big deal. It may not be a big deal to them, but you know it's a big deal because you know the work you've put in. You know the sweat you've put in. You know the tears you've shed. You know, you know all that you've endured to get to where you want to go. So you rejoice. You be happy about your work. You celebrate the fact that your effort, your work is, is breaking down these walls. Your effort is making progress in your goals. And understand this, that not everyone has to applaud you. So stop depending on that. Let me say that again. Not everybody has to applaud you. You don't have to have everybody's approval for you to keep on your journey to your dream. Now, this next scene, this next scene is right after Rocky goes and sees the trunks and they're not the color that he's gonna wear and he's feeling upset and dejected and sad. And this is where the next scene and the whole subject of this episode stems from about 
going the distance and enduring. Now, let me set the scene for this clip up. After going to the arena and seeing, you know, that the trunks are the wrong color, Rocky goes back to his apartment and he's sad. He's dejected. I mean, he was, he felt belittled. He felt unimportant. He felt like, man, why am I even here? Why am I even fighting this guy? So when he gets to his apartment and he sits next to his girlfriend, Adrian, he tells her, I can't do it. I can't beat him. He tells her that he's been out there walking and thinking, who am I kidding? I'm not even in this guy's league. Now, that connects with me so much because you know what? I've thought those same things before. I can't do it. I know that people think that I'm super confident when I speak, but let me tell you about the times where I didn't feel that way. When I did feel like I couldn't do it. When I did feel like, man, I can't speak well. Who am I kidding? Why would people listen to me? I'm not even that good. Like, seriously, there have been times where I have said that to myself. Why would people want to listen to me? These are real thoughts that have gone through my head. And here's the thing. At those moments, it's not that someone told me that. It's just that because of their behavior, which wasn't to my expectation, wasn't to my liking, I chose to believe that mess. Because that's what it is. It's a mess. It's, it's not true. It's not that I can't do it. I can do it. It's not that I can't speak well. I can speak well. It's not that I'm not that good. I am that good. Can I get better? Of course. It's just because someone dismissing my progress, I chose to believe that, guess what? I'm not good enough. Their behavior wasn't what I wanted, and so that affected me. And maybe you're the same way. Someone has discounted your success. Someone has discounted what you've done in the past two, three years. And you're super excited about it. You're super happy about it. But now because someone, you know, didn't respond the way you wanted them to respond, you choose to think, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not good enough. Someone treated you like dirt. And so now you think, you know what? I'm not worth much. Someone that you love rejected you. And so now you choose to think that, man, maybe there's something wrong with me. But can I tell you something? It's not them that's forcing you to believe and think those things, it's you. Just like it was me choosing to believe those things because understand that other people's actions disappointed me and other people's actions have disappointed you. But it's still me and it's still you that chooses to think those things because no one can make you think a certain way about yourself. Now they can influence you, but it's always you who decides what to think or not to think about yourself. And so I know what it is to think like Rocky, to feel like Rocky felt at that moment. I can't do it. But you know what? <laughs> I love Adrian. Adrian's a ride or die. I love Adrian. Because you know what she says? You know what she asked Rocky? She asked Rocky, what are we going to do? Did you get that? It was what are we going to do? That's ride or die. I'm telling you. She included herself. She included herself in... What are we going to do? She included herself in it. She included herself in that situation. Find yourself a person like Adrian. Seriously, find yourself a person like Adrian that's not only going to listen to your problems, but who will also want to be there to help you get through them. What are we going to do, Rock? And you know what Rocky says? He says something that's not profound at all. It's not mind-shattering at all. But it's something that we all tend to say at times. He says, I don't know.
And I have to respect that. Now, I know there's people out there who don't like I don't know. I, I, I get that. In fact, I used to tell my students, don't tell me I don't know. Don't, don't, don't you even say I don't know. <laughs> but there's some moments, there's some times where that's all you can say is I don't know. Because we can't always pretend like we have all the answers. And sometimes it's okay to say, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And that honest response, it's not always a cop-out. And I know there's some people out there, or you're just saying, I don't know, because you're just trying to cop out. It's not even about that. Sometimes you really don't know. And sometimes you have to say, I don't know, so you can let all your feelings out, all your emotions out, and sort through them before you know what you're actually going to do. And sometimes it takes being honest and saying, at this moment, I don't know what to do because I'm feeling this way and I'm feeling that way. And my emotions got me feeling this and my feelings have been broken and all this stuff. So I don't know what I'm going to do. And so that's what he says. I don't know. So let me tell you again, it's okay to be honest with your feelings of inadequacy. It's all good to admit that you know what? You don't know everything. It's okay to doubt yourself. Because it's only when you honestly reflect with yourself and see what's working or what's not working that you can make the change to improve your life. But if you keep telling yourself that it's all good when it's really not good, then guess what? Things won't ever get better for you. So Rocky, he's honest. He's like, I don't know. And he, he starts, and you know what's crazy is that he starts, you know, tearing down into himself even more. He says this. He says, yo, Adrian, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. I've worked hard, but it don't matter because I was nobody to before. And Adrian, you know, the ride or die tries to intervene and tell him, don't say that. But Rocky's like, nah, nah, nah. Come on, Adrian. It's true. I was nobody. But that don't matter either. You know why? Because I was thinking. And this is what Rocky says. It really don't matter if I lose this fight. It really don't matter if this guy opens my head again. So all I want to do is go to distance. Nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. And if I can go that distance, you see, and that bell rings and I'm still standing. I'm gonna know for the first time in my life, you see, that I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood. Rocky reflected, and he realized what he was really going after. He was honest with himself. And as he was laying there next to his girl, Adrian, he realized, what is it that I really want? And see, that's what happens when you're truly honest with yourself. When you really reflect and see, okay, what's working in my life? What's not working? How am I feeling? How, why am I feeling this way? When you're able to do that, that's when change can occur. Honest reflection brought Rocky to this conclusion. Look, it doesn't matter if I lose a fight. It doesn't matter if this guy busts me open. All I want to do is go the distance. And no one's ever gone the distance with Creed. And that, but that's all I want to do. I want to just keep standing after that bell rings. And I want to know that for the first time in my life, I wasn't just another bum. Do you understand what it means when a person goes the distance? 
When a person goes a distance, it means that that person is persistent, that that person carries through a task to completion, that that person doesn't quit, that that person endures, that the mission continues. Whether there's setbacks, there's detours, disappointments, betrayal, the mission of my life still keeps going. I want to go the distance. If I lose this fight, if I lose this battle, if I get busted open, if my heart gets broken, the mission continues. My purpose goes on. Because I want to last. Though others falter, though others get off course, I stay on course. In fact, the term to go the distance comes from boxing. And going the distance in boxing actually means that a fighter will complete a fight without being knocked out. Now listen to that again. What I just said, a fighter will complete a fight without being knocked out. Not knocked down, knocked out. Because in life, you may get knocked down. But it's all about whether you stay down. So what I like to say is don't worry about me if I get knocked down. Worry about me if I stay down. Don't worry about me if, you know, I get busted up. Worry about me if I stay down. Worry about me if that referee counts to 10 and I'm still laid out. That's when you worry about me. Because if I can get up, then baby, I can keep moving. I can prove to myself that I have the endurance. I have the strength to get up regardless of what life brings my way. And that's what Rocky wanted. I just want to go the distance with Creed. So in regard to your mission, your aim, your dream, what is it that you want? What is it that you're chasing? What's your goal? You know, sometimes we're unhappy in our journey because we're chasing after the wrong things, or rather we're chasing after things that will never truly fulfill us. Yeah, they may make us happy, but they don't truly fulfill us because they're fleeting, meaning they're here one day, gone the next. So the goal can't be about money, popularity, the number of followers you have, because if it is, then you'll quit the minute you go broke. The minute someone makes hateful comments about you, you'll give up. And the minute you lose, God forbid, one follower on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you'll quit. So the goal can't be about that. The goal should be about acquiring values and character traits that will continue building you into an individual that helps contribute positively to your family, to your organization, to your school, to your workplace, and ultimately to society. So what I'm referring to are traits like perseverance because that's what you learn in this process. In this process of going after a dream, trying to fill a goal, you learn that you may not always get it as fast as you want to get it. But if you can just endure, you'll show yourself like Rocky, that you're not just some bum from the neighborhood. Yeah, you know, everybody else, everybody else in your neighborhood, everybody else in your family, everybody else that you went to school with, they quit when things got hard, but you kept going. You know people that... They laughed at their dreams, and guess what? They quit, but you kept going. Do you know people that they, their leadership capabilities were questioned, but you, you continue to grow and be better? So, yeah, you're not some bum. You're that guy who didn't quit. You're not some worthless piece of trash. I don't care what anybody said to you. No, you're the woman who went through hell but is still standing, doing what you have to do to remain, to last, to endure, because you know that you're worth it, your life is worth it, your organization that you lead is worth it, your relationship is worth it, your kids are worth it, and yes, your dreams are worth it. Now, you will experience moments of self-doubt, you'll experience hardships, but great things only happen when you choose not to quit. Now, I'm not telling you that if you don't quit on your dreams, you're going to become a millionaire. I can't guarantee that, or that you're going to marry some hot actor and live happily ever after and a huge mansion. I can't guarantee that. In fact, endurance doesn't guarantee that. 
Endurance doesn't guarantee success the way most of our society measures it, with money, world-renowned fame, titles, position, but it will guarantee success in relation to who you become as a result of everything you have to overcome and conquer. And who you become in relation to your personal development is one of the most important things that can happen to you as an individual who leads a mission-driven life, a life committed to purpose and a purpose that's greater than you. So let me say this again. You're not some bum. You're not worthless. You're here on this earth for a divine purpose. Believe that. Thank you for listening to the Mission Driven Podcast with AC Cristales. Be sure to follow me on social media and don't forget to subscribe to the show that is now available on iTunes. And also, don't forget to leave a rating and review. As always, the mission continues, so remain mission driven. Till next time, faith, hope, love.